When you have a strong mind, you have a bigger platform for acceptance. And, you know, I'm hesitating to use this word, but endurance. To me, enduring means you're waiting for the moment <laughs> right. to change. But a stronger mind to me is a deeper relationship with presence. And the present moment is the only time that you're 100% at your potential. Hey guys, welcome back or welcome to the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. I'm here with Coach BJ for our monthly Ask the YTs, which is actually really funny because truth be told, we don't like it when you guys call us the Yogi Triathletes. <laughs> we're like, we're not the Yogi Triathletes. We're not the But we created Yogi a whole freaking right. show for four years that's basically putting it out there. Ask the YTs is plural of Yogi Triathlete. So, okay. Well, now that that's out there, we can just continue to play with it. Or I think I may just take the S off and we'll just be Ask the YT. Yeah. Yogi Triathlete is like a, if you were in my skin you would be able to feel what I'm trying to articulate, which is like, it's this force. It's this life's purpose, which has just put us up against everything we fear and everything we had been avoiding and everything that makes us comfortable and un uncomfortable. And, and so I just feel like it's not me. And when Yogi Triathlete first started, it was the Yogi Triathlete, which people might not know. The Yogi Triathlete. And that never sat well with me because I was like, no, it's more than, it's not me. Oh, this ties into our last month. It's not me, it's you. <laughs> it's no, you. it's me, it's you. Anyway, uh, welcome back to the show, you guys. We're well over 200 episodes and we are so grateful because we know that there is a majority of you that have been with us since episode one when I didn't even know how to increase the decibel level and um, it was really low. So I appreciate you turning it up and tuning in and giving us a shot and coming back. We think these conversations are important. I know that they're really meaningful um, for us, the experiences that we've shared uh, through the connections that we've made on this podcast, through the connections with our listeners. And we just thank you so much. The podcast world is has been flooded and we think it's amazing because more people need to be doing more of what they love. And we know there's a lot of competition out there or other podcasts that you could listen to. And uh, we appreciate you guys putting us on your podcast um, weekly list. And with that, your other podcast too. Awake Athlete Podcast. Yeah. yeah so we give that a shout out because it was National Podcast Day. Just the other day. Just the other day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Awake Athlete has been amazing. I don't know if I shared this on the podcast that we did last month that actually just launched, but for years, uh, the psychic that I've worked with has told me like, you're, you're going to give birth. Like you're, I just keep seeing a baby. Like, and we, I, she's like, it's not a baby baby. And I knew it wasn't a baby baby. It's not a baby baby. <laughs> but she was like, it could be something else. It could be a book. It could be, she's like, but it's something and you're giving birth. And I feel like awake athlete was me giving birth. Cause when uh, I've been with women who have in the process of giving birth and you really just need to uh, let the body do what it knows how to do. And I feel like that's a wake athlete. Like it knew the message it wanted to put out. It knew what it needed to do and it utilized me as um, its vessel. And so 
I, I take no credit for anything that you have found amazing in that podcast. It's just, I'm not opening up to, to something that nobody else has access to. You open up to it and it moves through you. Like what you're supposed to do here will move through you, but you got to open up. You got to un, you got to undo the armor. You got to take off the master lock. And you got to open up. Um, so anyway, it's been really cool. The feedback we've been getting, like people sharing stories. Um, one woman said like, you know, her, the way she summed up the feedback she gave about the podcast was that my life changed forever yesterday because she took something from the podcast and she put it into action. And guess what? It worked. Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's a pretty simple <laughs> it process. Yeah, so it's been it's been amazing, and we've got a um, crew in the Awake Athlete community in Patreon. It's a, a limited group, um, limiting it to eleven people, and I think we're about halfway full right now. So there are limited spots available if that interests you, and and the intention is to support people who are taking the tools from Awake Athlete because all those episodes are filled with applicable tools that you can apply to your life immediately. And the community on Patreon is there to support the teachings, to support the people who are putting this stuff into action. And then we come together once a month. We're having a quick check-in, although they have a homework assignment for October, which is actually a very enjoyable homework assignment. So you will get those too because I'm going to hold you accountable for what you say you want to do. And then we meditate. So it's it's not, it's like you do a quick check-in. You can pass, right? Like I pass. I don't want to have do check-in. That's great. You can be as vulnerable as you want to be in there. It's a very safe space. And then we meditate together as a group, which is really, really powerful meditating with um, other like-minded athletes. Just amazing. Um, so. And so a lot of people are also binging on episodes. So they're listening that's what it Making was their designed way, for. <laughs> working their way through the first for, through season one, but they may only be on the third podcast. But they listen to one and two like five times because they keep pulling out pieces. Um, and that's what's so great about the Patreon membership tier is that you can go on to that tier. You can listen to an episode, and if you have a question and you want to dive a little bit deeper, feel free to ask. And, and Jess will be there, n- not live, but she'll be there to. Uh, elaborate a little bit more. If the, if there's something you want to pull on, like if there's a thread that is connecting with you, um, yeah. that's and then why I, we have that tier set up. Yeah, and then I do have a couple of spots for one-on-one. So, you know, the community on Patreon right. is not a one-on-one experience that the people who work with me one-on-one are getting, meaning um, we're just, it's very specific to you in those one-on-one sessions. But yeah, absolutely. If you have questions about the tools or curiosities or things that just didn't add up for you, although I do really stress like take what resonates and leave the rest, but things that you're contemplating from the podcast, things you want to know more about, learn more about, yeah, drop those questions in Patreon and I will be there to help um, help expand that curiosity into solution and answers for you. This is sparking something in my mind that you just said where take what resonates with you and disregard the rest. So take one thing, maybe a few, but, but really focus on one thing and carry that one thing with you, not just tomorrow, not just for the week, not just for the month, but really focus on, on taking that to heart and ingraining it into your lifestyle. 
so that when you've exhausted that that tool that you gave them, they can walk away saying that tool was absolutely helpful for me or that tool didn't really serve me. It started to, but then I found I could not, you know, it wasn't really working within my full life. So I let it go and now I'm going to work on something else. I think too quickly, we read a book, we listen to a podcast, we hear a presentation from someone and we get all fired up and motivated and we dive all in. And then a few days later, a week later, maybe a month later, it falls away. And we haven't given it enough time to, to adapt to our, our lifestyle. Yeah, you need, to, you need to work with it when you're bored with it. Right, right. That's when right. everybody... It's easy when the motivation is high when and feeling good. When things get tough, that's when people abandon the practice. That's yes. when they walk away. That's when they run away. And we... I, I was listening a while ago to this podcast with Ram Das and the Ram Das podcast is basically his, he's not on this earth anymore, but it's all his recorded talks that he's done over the years. And I just resonate really well with his teachings. If anybody listened to the David G podcast with us and really liked him, you'd probably like Ram Das as well. And he was talking about how he was meditating for like 10 hours a day in India and he was so bored. He was like, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. This is so boring. And then he, in that moment, like at the end of being like, oh, this is so boring. He just got this like, this kind of hit or this knowing that was like, and that is so fantastic. Because once the mind is bored, now we can get somewhere. Because when it's not bored, it's constantly looking, going, oh, no, this book. Oh, what, what's your book? What's your top 10 books? Here's my stack of books I'm reading right now. And we're, we're just kind of in the, we're- Intellect. Up, well, yeah. I guess. Yeah, the intellect is a, the intellect is like our biggest guru because we want to, we want to know we want to understand everything. We want to analyze everything. And you can't intellectualize yourself into enlightenment. You have to, enlightenment is above the intellect. You have to let go of the intellect in order to reach your highest state of consciousness, to be one with the higher mind or your inner self, whatever you want to call it, universe, whatever, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, he was like, Oh my God, that's so fantastic because now that the mind is bored, it can just shut up and I can actually go deep. So when the, when you don't, when the meditations are boring, when you don't feel like anything's happening, when the tool just feels like, nah, nah, I don't feel like doing it, do it because that's when the mind is going to start to get out of the way because it's going to look for something else. And if you keep employing the thing, the tool, the mind is already bored with it. It's not going to give you too much hassle around the work that you're doing with it. And you watch and see what happens because that's when the magic's going to begin. And it can be applied, what we're talking about can be applied to anything. I was just thinking about training. Yeah, how I've been talk doing, about training. I've been doing this loop, this Henshaw loop, which is the old loop that the pros used to do around here. And I just did it three weeks straight, the same ride, 88 miles, almost six hours of riding, 7,000 feet of elevation, not much to see except at the top of Palomar Mountain, but it's, it's the repetition. It's over and over again. And I've got plenty more Henshaw loops in me, but it's, it's what we are pulling away from that. 
I'm, I'm getting, I'm working to get to a point where this becomes automatic and then the real work can begin. We start to send it up Palomar. We start to see how quickly we can get around the loop. Right now it's about doing, is putting in the work and I look forward to these rides. And I, what are you doing? You're building the foundation. Building a foundation, exercising like, that muscle of, of acceptance and allowing and doing the work for the sake of the work. I mean, we talk about that nonstop. And I bet there's a degree where you're like, okay, mile four, like, okay, we're heading up on this. This is where I can get arrow. Like where you're, and we see this a lot with meditation and we see it a lot with athletes because we're so good at ticking the boxes where you're just like, okay, we're at this tick, 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 as opposed to being realizing like, no, this is a brand new moment. No, this mountain is totally different than it was yesterday, let alone last week. Yeah. Because the the position of the soil is different. The the wind blowing the, is different. Yeah, some of some leaves have fallen. The trees have grown. There's different birds. Colors have changed. It's always brand new. Right. It's so if you always, always brand new. So so the seeking um seeking that uh that differentiation that the mind is always always searching for it doesn't have to be in the actual physical workout. It can be in the surrounding environment that you're putting yourself in. So there's stimulus everywhere. Um, but I wanted to wrap that into training so that athletes who are uh, skeptical about the Awake Athlete podcast and, and the stories and tools that you're giving them are wondering where that connection comes into with actually performance and training. And this is exactly where the two merge. In my opinion, you can jump in if you don't agree, but it's, it's in those instances when we become bored, when we become... Uh, when that self-doubt and fear keep rising to the surface saying like, well, we've done three times, that's probably enough. And I'll probably never be able to go faster. And yet an awake athlete will take it as it's on the plan. I should be doing this. I have hesitation, but that's all the more reason why I should be moving forward and giving this a go and just seeing what happens, have an experience. And that's the awake athlete. Well, the awake athlete has a stronger mind. And that's, that's the bottom line. So when you have a strong mind, you have a bigger platform for acceptance. And, you know, I'm hesitating to use this word, but endurance. When you have a strong mind, you have a, you have, because endurance, to me, enduring means you're waiting for the moment <laughs> right. to change. But a stronger mind to me is a deeper relationship with presence. And the present moment is the only time that you're 100% at your potential. That's it. There's no other time. So if you're not present, if you, ha if you haven't taken the time to flex that muscle and strengthen your mind, recondition it, which is something I talk about in one of the episodes, is the difference between the brain and the mind. What is that? Are they the, are they the same? They're not the same. The brain is the organ for the mind. And the brain, which is a part of the physical body, will follow the conditioning of the mind. So we got to recondition the mind to a stronger place. And our strength, everything, our fullest potential is going to come from being present. There's no other time. So if we're not strengthening that relationship, we're never, we can, we can, we can crush 800s, 400s. We can crush 10K in the pool. We can do all of that but we're not ever going to do it to the 
fullest of our potential. And 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 also in that in the fullest of our potential really to me a big part of that is with so much less effort. That's the beauty of this. I want to mention the swim I had because this is so perfect. So it's funny because you're like saying like, oh, how do you tie in the training? And now you're tying in the training again. This is yeah. perfect because it ties in. So it, t- it tell, ties in. Tell the swim. So it was a, a, a set that I've been doing. It's 4,000 yards of pulling and it's broken up into hundreds. So it's basically 4,100s and they're on different intervals. So a pulling set has paddles, a pull buoy, the eeny pull buoy, and, the ba- and a band around my feet. And there's certain send-off times, and they get faster and faster, and you do more and more of each. So I was finding, I've just incorporated this again into my training, but I found myself at the most intense set where I would slightly make it, and I'd have to send off again. And I didn't, and I didn't make the send-off time, and I was one or two seconds behind, so I had another one to go right? To try and meet that time. So then I was two to three seconds behind and then it backs off to an easier send off time. So I'm able to recover and and catch back up. And I thought in my mind, like, well, what happened there? I hit that last week. What's, what's going on in, in this set? And this is the presence in the pool. Immediately. I thought about our conversation in the lagoon where you were asking me about your stroke and, and if you should be reaching down to grab more water and pulling more water. And I was Immediately said, yes, that's exactly, exactly what you need to do. But I didn't realize at that moment that that was really for me, right? It was actually, you're just a mirror of what I need to do. So when that next fast set came around, the last one of it came around, I decided to just relax in terms of turnover and breathing and intensity, come back to a calm state and actually pull more water instead. And right away, I was hitting three to four seconds under that fast send-off time, and I did it for all four. That's so pretty. So it was, would you say there was less effort? Absolutely, less yeah. effort. All right, so let's... More presence. We want times. We want times. Come on, give us a little <laughs> data and info. So the first one leaves on 135. So we're talking to yards. I, I leave on 135. Is that the goal for all... F- no, that's for the first 100. 400, no, 40 of them. 400 40 of them. Of them. So the first 100... <laughs> epic swim. I'm leaving at 135. The second one at 130. The third one at 125. And then the fourth one on 120. Sweet. And then I repeat that. But instead of one 100 for each of them, I'm doing two 100s for each of them. And then I go to three rounds of 100s. And then I go to four rounds of 100s. So at the very, very end, you're hitting four 100s on 120. So the ones that you weren't hitting, you were two to three seconds behind. What was that? What were those times? So that was that third set right before it. So three 100s I was supposed to hit on 120. Okay. And I was hitting 122, 121, 122. Okay. Hitting it. Did you have a little voice in your head that's like, oh, how am I going to catch up? No, uh, no. That's interesting you say that. (laughs) I'm never going to catch up. I immediately shifted into um, what I learned from another professional triathlete is like there's rest built in to all sets. There's places to find rest, right? It's just self-regulation. So when I got back to the 135s, I know that I have 10 to 12, maybe 15 seconds rest on those. 
So even if I take back three seconds on that first one, I still have, you know, nine seconds to rest. So I knew that. So it's just like, just get through these, do the best you can, keep digging, and then recover on the next four 100s on the send off of 135. And it was just, it's a practice and presence. If I didn't show up to the pool all the time without a watch, using the pool clock, focused on the moment and giving 100% of myself as an awake athlete, then I probably would have faltered on those final few, uh, final few 100s. And I can recall times where the weak BJ, the, the weak-minded BJ would have succumbed to that and gotten out of the pool and given up. So there's a method to the madness of the awake athlete um, and the awake athlete podcast. And these are the tools that that you talk about that can be applied specifically to all workouts. That's just one, that's just one example. Yeah. I like it. I like it too. It's, it's just such a cool way to live. It is. And you're not, you're not telling people what to do. You're sharing experience of how you navigated yeah, my job's not to your, tell you what to your do. Your experiences. One of the pieces of feedback that I'm getting, which I think is which is really cool for whatever reason through this podcast, it has woken people up to a new level that I'm not immune to acting like an asshole at the bakery. I'm not immune right, to yes. that. I'm not immune to that. <laughs> the vegan bakery. <laughs> the vegan bakery story, which the bakery story is one that uh, you would think like, what does that have to do with training or finishing my Ironman, it has everything to do with it because it's recognizing when you're not living your own life anymore and you're living, the ego is living your life for you. And in that moment, the ego is living my life. And I could see it. I could see it. I could see it happening. I self-regulated as much as I could. And um, so basically go and listen to that podcast if you're interested in it. But that people are understanding now that I'm not immune to this. You're not going to be immune to the ego. You're not. As long as you're in a body, you're not going to be immune to the ego. It's going to come in. It's how, it's your, your fine tuning your relationship with the ego. You recognize, you start to learn. So there is a little bit of intellectual information. You start to learn like, what are the qualities of the ego, which is one of the episodes in there? What are the qualities of a master? And so you can start to be on high alert because until you understand how the ego works, it's, it's, it loves that. It loves that. It's like trying to figure out right now how it can like you know, drop the mic sound and like this whole section gets cut out. Um, but once we understand how it works, then we can work with it. And sometimes it's going to come in really strong and it's going to get you and it's going to take control of your life. But you use that opportunity as, um, you use that as an opportunity to, to learn, to remember and to act differently in the future. Like there, you can't, like every choice you make is going to teach you its inherent wisdom. So you really can't screw it up. But I thought that was cool because I've said that for so long, like I'm not immune to this stuff. I'm not immune to this stuff. And I think there was a little while there when I was trying to like pretend that I was immune to it, Your you persona. know? Yeah, my persona. And then like I would see other people, like other yogis or teachers and they would be like admitting to this stuff. And I was like, oh, well, I'm better than them. Different. Here we go, right? Here I am just being honest about it. I am better than them. No, not different, better. I am better than them. 
And uh, now I really like now I've kind of settled into it. And I was like, oh, okay, ego. The more I've learned about the ego, the more I've had relationship with the ego. I understand like, oh, you're just my buddy. It's totally fine. Like this is how it is. And, and if you don't like it, you can turn the podcast off. You know, that's another option. But, um, but I think I did try to like hide that a little bit for a while. And, um, but I'm now, I'm glad it's out in the open that that ego is still getting in, <laughs> still getting in. It's fun though. You can play with it, right? It's, it's so, not your enemy. No, it's not. It's, it's not, not your enemy. You it's just have the, to, go ahead. Yeah. It's the part of you that forgot who you are. So what were you going to say? I was going to say we just want to swing that ego into the direction we want to yeah. move, focus here. It's back here. It's seeing everything as separate. Right. We want to keep it, get, get it going on board with us this way. So and it's not we, a bad thing. No, it's just, it's, it's the part, it's the false self. Yes. It's a lower self. Yeah. So, and I don't want to be operating from my lower self, Who especially does? not on the race course. Yeah. Hell No. All right. Uh, what else? We've got one question. Let's talk about. We can. Add, you want to do the question now? No, let's do, do the question at the because there's a. We wanted to talk about hydration. Hydration. Why are we talking about hydration? So each month, uh, Yogi the Yogi triathlete team has a challenge, and usually it's physical. <laughs> it was the plank <laughs> challenge for a long time. For a lot of times, uh, <clears throat> yoga I think was one of them. Um, but th- last month we, I decided to dive into hydration. Like let's let's really focus on hydration for thirty days. And so the challenge for the team was to drink at least at the minimum eighty ounces a day of water, electrolyte drink, uh, tea, tea. Um, things, uh, performance drinks, things that were actually nurturing your body. Uh, yeah, quenching yeah, like your body. Shitty beer doesn't count. Shitty beer. <laughs> no coffee, unfortunately. Uh, doesn't count. I mean, I know there's water in those things. Water and, in your smoothie but bowl. Let's just not no. count it. No. So it was it was really good. We got really interesting feedback from our athletes and from the experiences you and I had, you know, being so close. Close and <laughs> and believing we were, you know, we we got our hydration spot on. Um, 80 ounces is quite a lot. So some of the feedback we got was people were sleeping better. Uh, they were not as fatigued throughout the day. They were more conscious of their choices of what they were reaching for, for you know, water or hydration versus a snack or something, you know, that probably wasn't serving their performance. Um, also their skin, their skin, did I say that? Their skin started mm-hmm. to clear up. For some people, which is natural, um, we're made up of 70% or more of water. That's cool. I didn't hear that one. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest shocker was people didn't realize how much they were actually taking in. So they had a belief that they were taking in enough. And when they actually started to count it, they realized that they could do better. And when they did do better, things started to happen. Heart rate comes way down. Uh, training sessions were going better. It became just part of their natural daily habit. They were just, this is what I drink. I get in 40 ounces before 10 a.m. and and I'm already halfway there. So um, really good things from the hydration challenge and so much so that this month we're continuing it, continuing it, um, trying to build that habit, which takes what, 66 days, I think is what they say. 
That's what the data and the That's information, what the data information says. say. You can adopt a new behavior in an instant, though. <laughs> in an instant. Uh, so we've been we've been really tied into it, and I, I, you know, I. What have you noticed? I've noticed that I wasn't drinking enough water. For sure, because you know, I kind of was lethargic, and even trainer rides inside, I would kind of of an hour or less, I wouldn't really drink much water, even though they had intensity. And once I started to switch that, I know what I know. is this going on under my own know. roof? I don't know. I don't even know you're doing this. You live in this whole kind secret <laughs> dehydrated life under the stairs. Under the stairs. <laughs> so yeah, and then on the big once ride- again, you gave yourself exactly what you needed. See, it's all, everybody is a mirror to help me become better. It's all about BJ. It's all about me. That's so good. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> totally an underlying theme to my coaching philosophy. Uh, but on the big days that I would go outside and ride long, six hours outside, those days I would be well over 250 ounces of water. So a Saturday, you know, that's a lot of water. I'm already 32 ounces into water you know, before 6 or 7 a.m., you know, just because of that, that initial hit that we have. And so what are some variations? We have, you know, just typical water in our choice jars, but we will have our dirty gutter water drink, which is cayenne pepper, lemon, and cayenne, uh, uh, apple cider vinegar. I know you're waiting for the words. No, I was sending it to you. Word. I got it. I was sending it to you. It's and like then- an airdrop. <laughs> I'm airdropping you information. Our airdrop hasn't worked so well lately. No, but the this airdrop is working one really well. Head to head is pretty amazing. Yeah, and then uh, goo electrolyte tabs. Like we order them by the case because they really uh, they have 320 milligrams of sodium in them, which is something we all need as endurance athletes. And I'm a heavy sweater, so I need to to, to especially when I'm wearing a heavy sweater. <laughs> If I have a heavy sweater on and I'm working out, you have no idea what kind of heavy sweater I am. (laughs) Oh, God. This is how things (laughs) come about. This is hydrated comedy here, folks. Yeah. What else have you, what have you, okay, so you noticed that you weren't as great as you thought. My workouts alone have been so much better. I get back from these long rides and I'm able to run fine off the long ride and I'm actually... Hydrated, hydrated and well-fueled for my long run on Sunday. Uh, that alone is gold, right, right there. Um, so just, and it's just, being, it's just being aware that you, that you need to be drinking more water. Carry a jar with you. Use the Water Llama app, which we'll put in the show notes. It's a free app. I love the Water Llama. Everybody that's used it loves the Water Llama. I love the Water Llama. The free version of the Water Llama. I was Llama. like, I can't even... Like, I'm trying to just give kudos on Strava at this point. I'm like, no water llama. And then I was like, I'm going to do the water llama. And I, now I love it. Super easy. Love the water llama. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's just a challenge. It's a challenge to bring awareness to hydration that's going in your body. Right. So what it's have a, you- It's a great way to practice presence, right? Um, today I was, oh, going out to the refillery in Oceanside and I was walking out and I'm like, I'm going to go back in and grab my water bottle because I can get 20 in in this ride. You know, I love it because it brings up like the competitive edge. Um, I've noticed that um, I think overall I was doing well with hydration. 
But I feel like I'm at a more appropriate level. I think 80 ounces is nothing for an endurance athlete. I think it's the baseline. And the other thing I noticed was workouts, body. I just, I feel better. Heart rate's lower, which is great because I'm back to like some pretty strict math training. And, you know, I did that West Lilac loop and it was hot and it was, my heart rate was like so in check. It was great. Um... I like the mindfulness piece of it. Like I said, today I was heading out and I was like, no, I'm going to go back. So it's just, it's helping me pay attention to what I'm doing while I'm doing it. And the other thing is like what I'm calling the rollover minutes. Like I'm getting about a hundred, getting around a hundred ounces a day, give or take. I don't really go below like 98, but on heavier workout days, I'll be in the 120s or 130s. But because I've got 100 in the day before and 98 in the day before and 102 the day before and, you know, 70 already today, it's like... It's compounding. I'm not constantly yeah. like, oh, I got to I gotta get as much as I can. It's like I've got these rollover minutes. Remember when um, you used to have minutes at the cell phones and you could roll them over? Mm-hmm. Like I have rollover minutes where it's like I'm rolling over this hydration. Like I'm just a hydrate. I'm just living in a hydrated body now, a more hydrated body, and I'm feeling that fluidity. So I like that. It's It's not... It's not a brand new, yes, it's a brand new day, but the body has hydration in it from yesterday. It's fluid. And so, and I remember back in massage school reading some study or we were, we were doing something and there was this study that was talking about people who are hydrated, and this makes sense, have been shown to have a better ability to move through emotion and move through challenging circumstances in life. I, I just never forgot that. I have no idea where that study is or whatever, but I probably, remember learning that. It makes sense. Probably because it's one less stress that's going on inside the body if you want to just take it well, it's for like our, our surface level. Our fascia and everything is everything is more fluid. Right, so that stress, even though it's un, you know subcon- subconscious, like we're not seeing the body in stress, it could be in stress oh, yes. because it's dehydrated. Yes. Just removing that element is now allowing just one less thing right. for the body to be stressed And if about. everything is energy, if that is, if Einstein was true, then the body is energy, then the hydration is energy. And so if the body has more fluidity to it, if it has an energetic quality of fluidity, well, that's also going to translate to our emotional body mm-hmm. and our, you know, astral body and, and will allow us to be more fluid it's in life. Ti- it's all tied together. It's all tied together. It's, <laughs> there's just one. I think, uh, I want to just make one uh, point too, because we had a question on it. Remember uh, how much, how do you know how much is too much hydration? And so my answer to that was, uh, first track how much you're taking in currently. So let's start with the baseline. What are you taking in? And then begin to inch up your hydration every day by five or 10 ounces. And then begin to record how you feel. And are you saying that are you recommending that they become an archaeologist of self? <laughs> yes. Self discovery. DJ. This is this is Earth School. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gotta dig deep into the, the depths of who we are. And, and then we'll always know if something's too much right. or too... I mean, I love that when I asked Meditator Bob, like, 
was this blah, blah, blah? And he's like, well, did it feel blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, then it was then it blah, was, blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> so trust the feeling. And this is the whole thing. Like trust how you trust, trust yourself. Um, mostly when we're doubting and, and asking questions and constantly into, in the intellect, we don't trust. We don't have that, that bond with ourselves that's like rock solid. So yeah, how much is too much hydration? I, you can totally overhydrate. There's, that's totally possible. Very rare. But I'm sure there's some symptoms leading into that that hy- you would be... Hyponatremia, I think. Hyponatremia, something like that is, is what it's called. Yeah. But, but take the status, find out if you're taking in 40 ounces a day, great. Tomorrow, take in 45 and see how you feel and keep inching it up, inching it up until you get to 80. And if 80 feels fine, stay at 80 for a while and see how that works. And then begin to inch that up, like yeah. we're doing this month. I so, just feel really good. So we're continuing the challenge. We're going to continue the challenge. I'm not going to. I, I want to get this really locked in for our athletes because I, I truly believe that we've already got them meditating and working the mind. Let's let's build in some hydration and fluid into the body. And these are very basic needs: a strong mind and a and a, and a hydrated body. Hydrated body. It's really basic. <laughs> Um, the training and the paces and all of that will take care of itself. That's kind of like our core principles, a strong <laughs> mind and a hydrated body. And like then that. everything else will come. Yeah. It's so true. If you're out there like trying to achieve a pace, but the mind is not strong, it's not concentrated or focused. And if you're going off a heart rate and you're not hydrated, the heart rate's going to be right. skyrocketing. You're going to be chasing that, that chasing that pace is going to be so much more effort than it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. We, we, we've discussed hydration quite a bit. The conversation about hydration is over. <laughs> Let's take our question. Let's do it. What's the question? This question comes from our athlete, Lauren, but it actually, she's just the messenger. It comes from Helen. And forgive me, Helen, I forgot your age. I know you've had a birthday but I think you're... Actually, she's had a few birthdays. I think she's... Well, yeah. I mean, she's had many birthdays and she's going to have many, many she's more birthdays. So if I missed your birthday, happy birthday. Um, but I think Helen is... How, what's your guess on how old Helen is? Under 10. Single digit. Eight. Yeah. I think she's seven or eight. That's what I'm feeling. Let us know, Helen, if we're right on that. Yeah. Call us and out on that. And when your birthday is. Call us out, Helen. Okay. So Helen wants to know, what kind of workout do you do when you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling all your feelings, what should I do with my body? Mm. And this is like, Helen, this is such a great question because everyone who's listening can also benefit from this question. So what kind of workout do you do? I would say, this is what I would recommend, Helen. The first thing I would do would be a mind workout. And I would do a mind workout because I want to get When we're feeling overwhelmed, our body is not in the best state to go and work out because when we work out, we stress the body. When we're feeling overwhelmed, the body is stressed. So we want to get the body to a place where it's nice and calm. And we can do that through a mind training of focusing on our breath. So we focus all of our attention on our breath and you can breathe in for a count of two and breathe out for a count of four. So why don't we do that right now? Breathe in for a count of one, two. Breathe out four, three, two, one. 
That's all you do. In for two, out for four, and you start to calm the body. You could do that five times. And then the workout that I would do would be the thing that you love most. So if you love to ride your bike or you love to run or you love to walk or you love to swim, whatever it is, I would say that would be a good workout for you to do. What do you think, BJ? Well, now that you stole my answer. um, Did you airdrop it to me? I did. (laughs) Because, you know. Of course I did. It was an excellent (laughs) answer. And that only comes from me. I don't take credit for any of this information. (laughs) No, I think there's, there's, uh, Helen, there's two things I would recommend. One, uh, after you do Jess's exercises, of course. Uh, I like to exercise the mind in the body and, and how I do that in a gentle way is to just flow through some yoga um, and the yoga that we, um, that we teach, which is a vinyasa flow yoga. And your mom has videos on her training plan that we have uploaded on YouTube. And they're just simple 5, 15, 20 minute, 30 minute flows where you're matching movement with breath. So when all of your attention um, when your current attention is focused on the stress that's happening, um, when you begin to focus on your breath and movement, your awareness shifts away from all that stress that you're having and you become uh, uniquely or one-pointed focus on your breathing and then the movement of the body. So it's actually, you're getting a bonus because you're moving the body, you're getting stronger, but your attention is on the breath. So now you're getting this this presence, this shift in awareness from anything that's stressful to the present moment and you're able to flow and breathe and there's that's two simple things that's all you need to do is flow and breathe flow and breathe and you can do that for five minutes ten minutes and when you get really really um, consistent with it you can begin to create your own flow and that's where creativity comes into this um, equation because when you discover something new. Don't you get excited that you like? Like you get really excited and you want to do it again and again. And so use the yoga and the flow of yoga to your advantage and find some creativity in it. And that's my second thing is I like what Jess was saying about, you know, doing something you love. I think that's really important. Um, But if you don't know what you love yet and you're still kind of finding your way, mix it up. Do something completely out of the ordinary. So if you... Dance party. Dance parties are, are phenomenal ways. Yes, thank you. Dance parties, like rip it up. Have your parents put on some music and just, you know, let loose. Um, I know you have stairs in your house. Run up and down the stairs and exhaust yourself. <laughs> um, skip every other step. Or um, put, a, put your backpack, school backpack on and start climbing up and down the stairs with a little bit of weight. There's, there's things that you can creatively do just inside your house that would um, disrupt the, the, the stress pattern that's developed in your, in your mind in this moment. So yeah, I hope those help. I think it's, it's really good to, to continue to move the body. But like Jess was saying, it all starts in the mind. Um, the mind is where you can get to the root of, of change. Yeah. And have fun with it and definitely get, get your parents to, to join in. Um, Matt and Laura can definitely strap on a backpack and walk up and down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> All right. Awesome. I loved your question. I yeah. mean, I loved your answer. 
Oh, thank you. And I loved your question, Helen. Oh, Lauren and Matt. Lauren and Matt. <laughs> Sorry, Lauren. We have a Laura on the team, too. <laughs> Lauren and Matt. All right. All right. That's it. Let's wrap it up. Cool. Awesome. As David G says, sweet spot in the universe. Sweet spot in the universe.